Hey you. Yeah, you. The one trying to make a video game. I've got someone here that can help you, and that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how Intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the PC as part of the Intel Game Dev program. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. Sign up and start something new. Let's, uh, so that's going. Then I just... I can make our heads appear here. Alright. And then I'm going to do the countdown. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... It's me, Mike Minotti. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You're here. Maybe. Um. Yeah, we did it. I'm pretty proud of us. We missed last week. Uh, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna chalk this one up to laziness. Last week was just, oh, yeah? just lazy, just lazy. Kind of yep. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. we did is kind of saying. Eh. It was. I mean, it was. I don't know. It was that kind of week? It was a really yeah, slow really week. Was. It you was. Know, and this though? week picked up you, fast. Yeah. <laughs> this week making up for things. This is a like the first. Yeah, Feb- like February in general was like really slow. Like I, I remember, it's like January used to be slow, and it's not slow anymore. There's no more slow months. And <laughs> February was kind of a slow mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, now here's March. Look out. Yep, and uh, yeah, I, we, we're going to have to get into things pretty quick because there is a lot to talk about here. I, I, I don't want to take forever on all this news, but there's a lot of news. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. First, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GameSpeed.com. If you, have, if you have something to share or you want to complain about Mike, which I, I fully uh, sympathize with, sure. email the podcast at gamesplusspodcast.adventurebeat.com. Uh, that's the plus sign. If you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or any number of places that we're restreaming out to, uh, you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple, po- Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, a bunch more. Finally, if you like this, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps. No one likes this. I know, yeah. I'm, I don't even know why I ask people to do that. It's really just I say as I take a swig of beer. <laughs> it's it's kind of rude to ask people to to go out there and root and rate this when you know deep down they're just going to have to be like, oh, I have an excuse. I can't go do it. I'm just busy that day. Yeah. Um. So, Mike, what what nope. you been doing? What's been going on in your life of video games? Uh, my computer broke today. It's awful because all I you know if if you even listen to the show you know pretty much all I do anymore is play World of Warcraft again. <laughs> <laughs> and like sub Overwatch. I was actually like thinking about this week. I'm like, I should probably be playing some other games. I, it, it definitely hits me when you have me do this show, and it's like, what are you playing? And you're always playing like these new interesting things. And I like play <laughs> World of Warcraft. Oh no! <laughs> like I must have played something else. I was like, well, I mean, it, uh, I mean, you feel like it's that time of year where you can get away with just like indulging your what, what you want to yeah. play, but it's not anymore. Like. uh no. 
I mean, there, there was a small window there. Uh, I mean, if there was something I like really oh, felt strongly about, it would. But like, I, I feel like you know, as a game director, like oh, I should play games I'm only kind of interested in, and sometimes I don't. No, sometimes I, I, I just play World of Warcraft and Overwatch and things I like. Especially, I mean, that's how gaming is anymore, right? Like, I'm just following yeah. trends, right? People play three games a lot yeah. instead of like buying twelve and they play them all year. No, yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, you're, you're. <laughs> Cody went in the chat says beautiful boys. Oh, beautiful, Mike. Um, but yeah, my I, like last night, I was like, I just started a game of Hearthstone, actually, and then like I heard this buzzing noise, and then my monitor went black, and I could still hear the Hearthstone game and everything, and so I had to like, I was first, I was just like, oh no, I lost this game of Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first concern. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just like, I'll just turn my computer off and let it rest overnight. It'll be better in the morning. Surely it was not better. And after like trying, after plugging in a different monitor, uh, opening it up, cleaning it, and then like taking the video card out and putting it back in, and then doing some other things, I'm like yeah, the video card has died, which yep. sucks. Uh, it's not very well. It's just a nine seventy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all that Bitcoin mining you're doing, obviously. Um, yeah, that was what it was. Just nonstop running that GPU, getting those getting those cryptocurrencies. Um, so not a great time to to not have a, a video card. Yeah, getting, that's what I quickly expensive. learned. That's what I quickly learned. Oh, so, so did you like do? Did you do any like like window shopping online or anything? Did you like start no? But like when I was telling my brothers about it and yeah. and stuff, they're like, "Oh, this is an awful time." I'm like, why? And they're like, "Oh, it's it, it, I mean, it's like historically awful. Um, right. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I feel like there's always people like deciding to buy, to build their first computer, and they're they're gonna be like, "Wait, wait, what? What is going on?" Yeah, like it, yeah. like I, that's one of the news stories, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But like, uh, I mean. These people that are actually mining cryptocurrencies just bought a ton of GPUs, made see, them really hard to get. See, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I thought buying like a GPU was just like buying like a PlayStation Four. It's not like you know, oh no, now they're, there's not, there's not as many of them. Now the price went up. I don't know. Yep, uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's never happened like this before. So yeah, I, I think you're right to a certain time, a certain point. They were like a PS4, but so, but uh, I was able to at least plug my. Like my monitor into the computer via like that other like that HDMI yeah just through port. the just through the CPU right yeah, yeah the CPU which I discovered is just good enough to play World of Warcraft on the one graphic setting which right. is like yeah so that's like very low I'm assuming it's like playing like a PlayStation Two MMO like I assume this is what Final Fantasy Eleven looked like on the PlayStation Two maybe worse but have uh, you tried what, what what kind of CPU do you CPU do you have probably an i seven you know I'm not good with all these hardware things. No, I know you're not. I mean, it's not a big deal if you can't if you're not going to look it up. New processor I, um, info. I have a, a Intel Core i5 6400. Okay, I mean i5 6400 is awesome when you have a GPU, but when I think yeah, right. Like, if I had a graphics yeah. card, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, but when you when you're trying to like run games off just the CPU, that could be that could be kind of rough. I think like I played Overwatch on this. Uh, Stealth, I have this Razer Stealth, and it just has an i7, and I played it on the very low settings, and it looked like, yeah, it looked like uh, it had the shimmery uh, pixels and polygons, so it looked kind of like a PS1 game to me. I, I actually, well, I liked it, like, but... When I say about, like, World of Warcraft, like, I'm just leveling and stuff, you know, like, that's fine. I can do what I need to do. Yeah, but, Cody Wynn says that he, it's the one upgrade he needs, and it's 900 instead of $350. So I'm just going to probably be stuck like this for a little bit, at least. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple weeks, probably. Um, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep posted on that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You, you were, I mean, tell me a little bit about this. You were trying to play over the cloud stream, and do you even understand it? Was your brother just... No, my brother was trying to, to, to put me through that, and, like, 
that wasn't going to work on my, like, my Wi-Fi is okay, but, you know, I'm not, oh, my right. computer's not yeah. plugged directly into the router because my router's right. in my living room. So that wasn't going to fly. And even, I feel like even if it did, like, I'm so, like, like, I can't turn VSync on for games because that bothers me. <laughs> I don't think I could play a game on, like, cloud right. computing. It would just drive me insane. Right, oh, from the the lag, so you're saying, yeah, yeah. the lag would be... The latency would just, even just a little bit of it, would right. drive me insane and make it unplayable for me. I um I was going to suggest, um I mean, you have, like, an iPhone, right? Uh, why, it, Look at one of these things called uh, Parsec, I think it's called. Just, like, you know, Parsec, P-A-R-S-E-C. What, am I turning my iPhone into a graphics card? You're turning your iPhone into a streaming thing, and I would just say, let I me mean, just test them out. Like, um... Uh, you could stream off of a really powerful PC on some server somewhere, and you could sign into your own Steam account, I think. I don't know. I mean, they, I think there's, like, free trials. It might be worth it just to see what it's like. I've been meaning to check those out. I never got around to it. I'll tell you what the problem is. It's this, this computer I have, it's this Asus G20-something. It looks cool, but the case is so small. It's like yeah. they try to make the sleekest case ever. Like, it's the size of, like, almost like a PlayStation 4, which for a computer, it doesn't seem like enough room to put everything in there comfortably. Like, I opened it up, you know, trying to, like, right. clean it, fix it. It's like, everything is real packed in there. All right. I think we were about to switch to what I've been playing. Um, uh, I know, right? Okay, let's get it. So, which one do you want to hear about first? You want to hear about the new game, the old game, or the really old game? You know me. I don't play new games, <laughs> apparently, anymore. Let's start with uh, that, I guess, though. Uh, um, the new game is Into the Breach. It is yeah, very talking about good. Um uh, yes, it's very good. It's so it's from the guy that made FTL. Well, the team that made FTL, uh, you, which I'm sure you played. Everyone played FTL. Yeah, I played a little. I didn't like get into it like some okay. people did, but I played it. Yeah, um, I got into FTL a ton. I really liked it. It's a game that I've always meant to sort of go back to, uh, and have not. Uh, but I'm playing Into the Breach kind of obsessively right now. So this is I, so structurally, it's similar to FTL, where you're, it's run based and you are like trying to get as far as you can each time. And when you screw up, you have to go back to the beginning. Uh, that's similar to FTL. The difference is it's not like in space. It's not like running around ships. You are three mechs, and you control these three mechs uh, on an eight by eight turn based advance war style grid, and you are taking on waves no of bugs. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 you could tell it's been been optimized for mobile. Um, it just has that one eight by eight grid. You don't have to scroll around anywhere. Um, you know, it, it all happens right in front of you. The buttons are really big, and no matter what, the, the matches will never go longer than five turns. If you la- if you survive five turns, uh, the bugs will retreat. So it's it's this very very focused turn based tactics game, um, and. It could seem pretty basic if you're just looking at it, but there's all kinds of depth because on any one turn, all kinds of stuff is, is possible. And uh, also similar to FTL, you're carrying along like this this overarching HP meter um, that's basically your power grid. And uh, you lose one HP anytime one of your buildings in one, one of your cities on these maps gets destroyed. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to use your, uh, your damaging attacks these knockback attacks and like freezing attacks to kind of keep the enemies from doing that damage while also trying to achieve some bonus objectives at the same time to get more points to help you survive like later on on, in the run. Um, It's, it's incredible. And and I think the the big reason it's so good is just that you do get into these really intense situations where you're like, there's no way uh, this is it. I'm going to lose the run right here. And then you just keep looking and like a minute later, it just clicks and it comes to you and you pull off this amazing maneuver to just get everything perfectly set up so that you scrape by with the win. And uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't stop playing it. It's very I, good. I just like your use of the phrase damaging attacks. 
<laughs> Damn it. Because that's, that's literally something me and my friends will say, like, when, I don't know, just goofing around, like, let's play our video games and beat the other team with our damaging attacks. <laughs> I, it's just that there's multiple kinds of attacks here, so I'm yeah, trying to be specific. Um, the other games are, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about them. I finally got into Stardew Valley. Man, you know what? I should have gotten into Stardew Valley yes. long ago, because I freaking love the old Harvest Moon games. I was looking forward to Stardew Valley, and I said... No, I'm going to wait for this, like, to come... Like, at first, I didn't get into it right away. Then the Switch app, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for that Switch version. Of course. Then yeah. it came out, and I got it. I just haven't started yet, because I've been playing, like, all these other things. Well, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. Um, yeah. I got it on sale, finally, on, like, over the holidays. And I've had it since then. And I'm like, oh, I'm going on this trip. Like, well, I'm actually going to be traveling for the holidays, so I will play it then, maybe. And I didn't. And um, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I've like kind of waited for this time right here. I, um, I don't even know what possessed me to start it up. Uh, there are other games I could keep playing. I think what happened is I got to a point in Celeste where I'm like, I'm really going to have to work hard to get these last few collectibles. Who <laughs> has time for that? I know, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's I love Celeste, and I'm going to try to get everything in that game. Uh, but it was getting to a point where it's like, no, I, I'm like, I'm searching instead of just like doing the hard platforming stuff, and that's not quite as fun. Uh, so I'm going to put that down for a little bit, and maybe I'll start up Stardew Valley, I guess. And, um, yeah, I'm playing that obsessively as well. Um, it's it's weird to be playing both this and Into the Breach uh, kind of with a, with an equal amount of fervor um, side by side. And I'm going back and forth and just hop, like, it's like I can hot swap them out at any time, and I'll just, like, be the same glued to my screen uh, with these games. Um, it's, yeah, it's just really good. It's both relaxing and... Also sort of always keeping you with that itch of like, okay, what am I going to do next? How am I going to maximize this? Uh, how am I going to be like the most efficient I could possibly be? Uh, but also I'm just going to decide to ignore this entire part of the game right now because I'm just not going to worry about it. And that's very freeing. Um, and and, and no, knowing it's going to be there later if I want to get into it. Uh, yeah, it's it's been great. And it's kind of – it's fun to like just like have people like shouting various tips at you like when you say you're playing Stardew Valley on uh, – on Twitter or whatever, because uh, people know so much about the game. Yeah, Jeff, I, I want to know, like, like, how are the waifus? Are they, like, pretty good quality? I have not... I've tried to avoid talking to people as much as I can. What? Jeff, we would play this game so differently. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I, the, the thing is, it, like, totally lets me, and I don't feel bad. My garden would just be weeds, and I'd be out there, like, <laughs> giving all of those, like, potential, like, wives, like, flowers or something. I'm but, Not from my garden, because it's a mess, but, like, I'll buy them at a store. <laughs> I, uh, it's been nice, because, like, I have, a, I have a wife in real life. Not that, like, not, yeah. not that there's no value. <laughs> no, not like that. Like, I'm just saying that there's not, that, not that there's no value to, like, like dating in a game. What are you saying? Oh, oh, are you saying yeah. I'm some kind of a loser because I'm single well. and I'm excited about getting a wife? You know what's funny? Like, Harvest Moon 64, when I played that, it was the first game I played where you could, like, get a uh, virtual, like, girlfriend or wife. And I was, like, like what, 12? And I was like, oh. <laughs> This is kind of interesting. Adult, adult situations. Um, I yeah. I, I but, but what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I am. What like, waste enough for you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, not that there, you know, there's plenty of people who have or who are in relationships who enjoy that stuff still in games, and that's fine. It's just really nice to throw myself into my work, so I, to speak, in I the would, game. Do you feel jealous if you uh, if you flirt with the video game character Jeff? Is that what you're saying? Not jealous, <laughs> but do you feel? Uh, Oh yeah, I feel like I'm, oh yeah, of course. Guilty. No, 
No, I, I, I'd be fine. Well, you know what? Maybe, a, maybe, a t- like, maybe there's like a tiny little bit of like of that nugget in the back of my brain that's just making it like easier to ignore that. Uh, but if I actually engaged with it, that would that would fade. So this bad. is why you, this is why you didn't like uh, you didn't like near automata. You couldn't embrace right. the waifu. You're right. I just couldn't get into it. You're right. She was <laughs> not my waifu. I never could be, and I knew that. Uh, um, <laughs> Oh, God. I, 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 I once uh, once I get a few years into my uh, my farm and I have it kind of set up and I have a, I know the ropes and I could spend like certain portions of the day, ch- you know, chasing after other people or whatever. I'll do that. But for now, oh, I'm totally after people. Yeah, I'm totally happy to just like, oh, I'm going like, to clear out the space and like, yeah, and like make a bunch of hops and like hops. Yeah. Store those hops away so that when winter comes, I can make beer all winter. What? And, I can make beer. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like. It's so exciting. Oh, I'm like, baby. Because it's like I'm like mostly making hops in the summer right now, and I'm not going to sell any of it right now. So it's like I'm kind of poor, but I know when winter comes, I'm just going to be flush with beer and money, and it's my dream. It's good. You don't even need money if you have beer. Exactly. You're <laughs> not the thing you're going to buy anyhow. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, uh, only other game I'm playing is Siege, and I'll just bring it up that the the new uh, operators were on the test server, and I played them, and they're they're very good. And I'm at a point where that with that game where I think I was at with Overwatch, you know, like a year and a half ago, a year ago, um, where, oh, okay, the new characters come in. It's going to be fun to learn the new characters and kind of figure out how they fit into the meta. Um, and it's nice. And I, I don't know why this is the game I'm, I'm going to instead of, like, Overwatch or even PUBG or something like that. But it's definitely the one pulling me in the, mo- it, it, pulling me in the most at the moment. Um, Mike, we should get no to the news. In it. No, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, just don't. Like, uh, <laughs> don't have it. Yeah, no, you said it earlier. Hey, everyone's everyone's playing three games a lot. Like, just stick to your three games. Yeah. Like, don't feel like you need to go. I, play this I know what game. I like. Yeah, it's from 2015. Like, I know they're like updating it and shit. But like, yeah, there was no reason for me to go back to it. I'm happy I did, but no, don't. I know what you like too. Hey, hey Jeff, I heard that you made some news uh, today. You had your big scoop. I, I'm, you know what? I think I did. I'm, I'm gonna. I think it's safe. This to is say your big scoop. scoop. Yeah, this is the biggest scoop you've ever had. It has to be right. I think so. Yeah. Um. Uh, yes, it is because this is like news that wasn't announced at all, and I yeah, I kind of broke it. Yes, unless it turns out to be wrong, and then in which case you know you're oh, fired. Oh yeah, for, but... for sure. Yeah, I'll, I will uh, like the SpongeBob meme gif where he buries himself in the dirt. I'll do that to myself. Um. So Battlefield Two is coming out this year, but it's actually called Battlefield Five. Uh, it, it takes place during World War Two. I can explain that more. So uh, I, I've i had this information for a little bit, kind of been trying to bounce it around to uh, verify certain portions of it, was able to do that. This morning I just kind of sat down and wrote it out. And as I wrote the story, it was basically EA's next Battlefield is called Battlefield 2. And it's called that because it takes place during World War II. Um, and, you know, that was that was the gist of it. There was a you know, few other tidbits, basically, like, EA knew it wanted to do World War II, but it also was like, let's try to stretch this out a little bit. So we're going to do World War I first. And if that game fizzles, well, we can, we can always go to World War II. And we know that's sort of bankable right now. Um, so, so that was kind of their plan all along. Uh, but uh, after I pu- like literally right after I published it, I, I started seeing this tweet about this image of Battlefield Five, you know, the Roman numeral, Ro- Roman numeral five with the V. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty weird. Uh, but I'll just, I'll try to see if I can find out if it's real. Turns out, yeah, the game recently had its name changed internally at EA to Battlefield 5. And well, Battlefield 2 is always weird because there was a right. Battlefield 2. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, in the original story, the, like, right in that first paragraph, I'm like, 
it's Battlefield 2, but that name's probably going to change or very well could change. So I like to try to make it clear. It's like, it's such a weird name choice that it has to be just be a code name for now. Uh, turns out that was the case. Uh, Battlefield 5 could also be a placeholder in terms of, uh, you know, a final name. But, you know, I think it's probably safe to say it'll be Battlefield 5 and then maybe a subtitle, but probably just Battlefield 5 because it just makes sense marketing-wise. Their games have all kind of had just the number and it's been fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I, this is not too surprising, I think, right? No, I mean, there was, there was clearly a clamor even before Call of Duty finally went back to World War II. It was like clear a couple of years, maybe at least a year before that, that people wanted that to happen. Right. Um, and I'm sure EA was aware of that. Like you said, they, they kind of knew they were going to go down that route eventually. Especially, I mean, Modern Warfare was just played out. Uh, even like in, it, Battlefield did the whole sci-fi thing a long time ago, and it never really worked out for them. So they weren't going to do like the Advanced Warfare or uh, or Infinite Warfare thing that Call right. of Duty did, right? So yeah, going to World War II just makes sense. It's this series roots, uh, and yeah, people were kind of... It's and I know that it's it's interesting to me. Uh, I the, my favorite Battlefield is still just 1942. I liked yeah. all that World War Two stuff in that game. I felt like it made the most sense for that kind of game in a lot of like even Battlefield One. It's neat, but like a lot of it, they kind of have to like they basically try to make it closer to like a World War Two experience. Like, no, the tanks are actually effective. Look, and it's not just trenches. And yeah, see. Yeah, um, I, I, I'll say a couple things. Like uh, People were like, oh, well, that's, the name is weird. Why wouldn't they just call it Battlefield 1944? Because there was a 42, 43, 44. I'm like, I think the name recognition, I think they just think, oh, the sequel to Battlefield 4 is more recognizable these days than the PC-only games, 1942 yeah. and 3. Oh, those games, I think, came to Xbox later, maybe. Uh, 1943 but, was like a weird digital... It was basically a digital... Right. Like it, was, it wasn't really a sequel. It was kind of like yeah, an, it was, H- just, an updated right. version of 42. It wasn't totally, much... Exactly. Right. Um, exactly. So it would be a weird lineage anyhow. Um, and then also people were like, oh, the, but the rumor, well, at least some people, because I think a lot of people realized this rumor wasn't accurate. Uh, like, oh, I thought it was going to be Bad Company 3. Um, I, I was tracking that down as well. That It just doesn't sound like that's happening. Um, that's it, wishful it, thinking, I think. Yeah, it, it, a little bit. So what I understand is DICE hears everyone wanting the Bad Company games to come back. And it sounds like they are holding it in reserve for when they need it. <clears throat> they don't. They don't need it right now. Uh, is kind of what it comes down to. That's one that again, like I feel like when that happens, it will be Bad Company Three. It'll be kind of like a, a not really, kind of a reboot of that concept. It'll be Worst Company or something. Yeah, and I mean that, those games were like console first. Like that, it was a, right. a, a weird time back in those days. Back when you had like Call of Duty Big Red One and stuff. Right. Well, it was a little bit after that, actually. But yeah, kind yeah of. but I mean, it was that same that same general idea, though, for sure. Uh, so it's it's just like they, that would never happen these days. So it kind of gives them a, an opportunity well, to rethink how that would work. The whole the whole franchise is really different. It feels like kind of pre Battlefield Three. Right. Like since Battlefield Three has been on a pretty predictable uh, trajectory. Like before that, you had weird things like Battlefield Twenty Forty Two and Vietnam right. and. Like, you know, even though this is what this next is going to be Battlefield 5, it's like the eighth or ninth one, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know how to start counting these games. Yeah, exactly. And then there's weird offshoots, Battlefield Online, uh, for sure. Oh, Battlefield Online was a thing. Yeah, for for real. I was like kind of going through game? the wikis and like looking at all the games that ever come out. And I'm like, how does how this, how's the numbering on this series work? And uh, Was it yeah. called Battlefield Heroes? There, no, there was also Battlefield Heroes. Oh, I was just thinking of Battlefield Heroes. Yeah. Oh, okay, then. Never mind. Yeah, they're like two separate things completely. It's weird. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, we got we have more news. That's kind of the the big scoop for today. Good job, Jeff. You did it. Thank you. I I, I might have some more stories coming out soon. They won't be as big as this, <gasps> right? If they're scoops, so, yeah, a little tease. Um, maybe like that, when you may- tease me, Jeff. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that Garden Warfare three thing is actually real. Turns out. Ooh. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, the White House. That's a big <laughs> White House. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Webster's Dictionary defines the White House. <laughs> um, okay, so Trump is apparently going to have a meeting with the game industry. That's what his press secretary, Sarah Sanders, said during a press conference today with the White House press corps. Uh, they were asking her, like, oh, what, what is, like, the ongoing way that he is dealing with uh, gun violence and this thing that happened in Parkland where 17 people were killed? Um and one of her answers, uh, you know, in a series of answers, was next next week Donald Trump will be meeting with the video game industry at the White House. Do we know and, what that means exactly by the the video game industry? Like, who is he talking to? Right. So this is the thing. So uh, that came out earlier in the earlier in the day, and I'm like, okay, uh, well, that's that's big news. I'm going to write that up right now. Um, although I'm going to point out that. I reached out to people. No one kind of got back to me right away. One person was like, "Oh, uh, no comment yet." And it's like, well, that's weird. You would think they would have a comment ready to go for something as big as this if it was coming up. They would just be like, oh, we're excited to uh, talk about the dynamic video game industry with the President of the United States. Uh, But no one had that ready to go. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't mention anyone in in particular. So I'm like, okay, this is happening, but we don't really know who's involved or what what it is. Uh, So after after I write up that story, I make sure that I, like, reach out to everybody I can think of. The ESA was top of the line there because they are. You know, the Entertainment Software Association, the number one lobbying group for the video game industry, uh, but then every other publisher as well. Um, a few hours later, the ESA reaches out and is like, hey, thanks for reaching out to us. Here's our statement. And the first line was just like, the ESA and none of its member groups, member companies, were invited to the White House or to meet Donald Trump. It's like not a single company that is a part of the ESA, which includes Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, Acti- or yeah, I think Activision might, might not be in there anymore, uh, but like Capcom and Deep Silver and all, like just so many companies, like every major company pretty much, all went back and like the ESA must have been like, hey, did, did anyone talk to Trump? Did, has anyone been invited? Like, hey, were you invited? Were you invited? That's how they must have been spending their day-to-day. And I got the impression from a couple of people I talked to that that's exactly what was happening all day-to-day. Uh, they were just trying to figure out what was going on. And the answer is nothing. Like, they've never heard a single word from the White House about this. It sounds like something she might have just said on the fly. Maybe. Or that they, t- they talked about in – yeah, I mean, maybe. Or that something they talked about, like, well, we should do that. And now she says we are doing that. I'll tell you what, like, I know, like, you know, it's, it's obviously upsetting, like, oh, God, they're going, they're, they're trying to pin this on video game violence again, as a stupid we've been there. I take some comfort in the fact that I know that this probably amounts to nothing. Like, there will be right. some photo op of, like, Trump sitting with people, and so you can say, look at me, you know, we're, we're solving this issue, and nothing. If it even happens at all. If it even yeah. happens. So, it's yeah. a good thing um, to laugh at. I mean, you know, obviously take real. it seriously. Like, you know, be worried, I guess. But well, I, I'm ultimately engaged, not too concerned. Yeah, be engaged. Right. Keep an eye on it. But I'm not I'm not anticipating much trouble Maybe. from it. Exactly. It's going to be uh, – yeah, you're right. At, at worst, probably a really awkward and fun thing to laugh at photo photo uh, yeah, opportunity. Oh, maybe, Kurt, um, maybe he's going to talk to Kurt Schilling. Yeah, that, oh, perfect. Kurt Schilling, Bernie Stolar – um, and I'm, okay, that's my list right there. I'd watch that. That'd be fun. There you go. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, so 
speaking of the ESA, it they, like one of the things they mentioned in the, the press release uh, or you know their statement today. They're like, oh, we we already self regulate. We have the ESRB uh, telling the parents how to do stuff. Uh, well, the ESRB, the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, um, which was like which started because it was like, oh, this is how we are going to keep the government from regulating us. Uh, came out and it sort of had their their new take on how to deal with in-game purchases, basically loot boxes. So, Mike, if you went to a store and you were going to buy a video game and you saw a label on that box that says, this game contains in-game purchases, what would that mean to you? It means this is the devil's work. <laughs> got a, yeah, I mean, got a bonfire going. Live services. <laughs> is, that, is, um, that, is that really what's going to... Is that going to show up on their, like, the same yes. way, like, violence used to and stuff? Yep, so starting soon... Uh, the ESRB will issue uh, this sort of this designation to any game that has any sort of in-game purchase, any sort at all. Wow! Uh, so, so loot boxes, of course, but also DLC, new characters. Like Zelda would be like virtual currency. Games. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mario so Kart, anything. Exactly. So, so there's just a couple things there. Like people are like, "Hey, um, that's pretty much every game, right?" So, yeah. how is this useful? <laughs> how is this useful? So I think that like, at what point it's like the Incredibles, right? Oh, uh, when when everyone has superpowers, yeah. nobody's super, you know? Exactly. If all yeah. these games get a label, that's like none of them have a label. Yeah, and then like Mike Flutter, who uh, used to be a games journalist, and now he's uh, he's like writing books about how to like be a how to run a big game business and stuff like that. That's uh, his latest book. Uh, I reached out to him, and he, he was like, "So, uh, I mean, the way it works is if a game." says, oh, we don't have microtransactions, but then later decides to, they'll either have to pull their game, games off the shelf or, or pay money to send stickers out to every retailer to put on their game that says it now contains in-game purchases. This is a really so, elegant solution, isn't it? So Right, so why wouldn't you just play it safe and say, my game may have microtransactions, so let's just go ahead and put the sticker on there at first, in which case, literally every game will have this warning. So, Again, it's just, you know, doing something to do something, I guess, right? Eyes are on you. You got to do something. Everyone's right. mad about the loot boxes, and uh, boy, yeah, it's clearly the ESRB's like lowball offer to try to like, be like, hey, please go away. This is what we're going to do, right? Isn't this good? Guys, enough? We are, and, we're on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I will just say the ESRB, RB's, uh, the ESRB's reasoning for saying in-game purchases and not loot boxes was. We've done research, and parents don't know what loot boxes are. So if we said they were in the game, they wouldn't understand. And it's like, oh, homie. That's your job, like to teach parents stuff about video oh, games. No, that's like your whole. That's the thing you're pretending to do, right? So just do it. Yeah, um, it just seems like a little late to go out there. In-game purchases in general. Yep. Oh yeah, for we yeah, that's Whoa. so weird. Oh, they gotta pull Elder Scrolls Four off the shelf so they get that sticker on there. Yep. Warn them about the horse armor. Yep. So I, I think that this will probably. They'll probably ramp this up a little bit after uh, the, the the feedback from this is going to be pretty negative. So we'll see how it plays out. But for now, yeah, new stickers on our games. Hooray. All right. Those, for those physical versions, you don't buy anyways. Exactly. <laughs> so. I, to be fair, they did say that it'll, it'll apply to digital stores. But do you even look at, like, any ratings on the digital stores? Like, uh, I don't even know where they are. So well, No, I mean, yeah, I mean gosh, no, I'm 31. So I, I, think yeah, I'll, I think all games are, you know, okay for me right now. I'm always looking for those AO games, Mike. You know me. Um, this game is straight W for waifus. <laughs> um, okay, so next story. This is uh, this applies to you, Mike. Uh, cryptocurrency oh. miners bought <laughs> three million graphics cards worth uh, worth seven hundred seven hundred and seventy six million dollars in twenty seventeen. Uh, this is why you can't get a graphics card right now. I got this is the thing they're buying is graphics cards. Why yeah, is so that? 
so uh, the thing is, is uh, some of these cryptocurrencies, these are altcoins, not Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't really work well with GPUs. Um, uh, Ethereum is a really good one. It, it's this Bitcoin that could do a lot of stuff for a bunch of different companies. So a bunch of companies use it. And the way it's powered is through raw calculations and those raw calculations just like folding it home on your playstation 3 or whatever um is powered by gpus and it's still really lucrative for people that have enough gpus and can get cheap power uh so there's a, a lot of people doing it um it's uh, here's here's the weird thing is i don't know i don't necessarily know if it could ever go back like to the way it was oh no it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like I keep trying to like run the the math in my head because it feels like a person like if if let's say Ethereum because becomes unviable for for you know GPU mining, which is a thing, people end up building these machines specifically built for mining this specific kind of coin, and they build it for the algorithm. It's a whole thing, but the point is the GPUs are no longer price, uh, you know, they're the, the, they're priced out of this whole situation. But in that case, it's not like the the calculations done by GPUs are suddenly worthless. Someone else will just come along and make a new cryptocurrency that will then take advantage of all the GPUs in the world. And it feels like the cycle is just going to go on forever. Uh, I I mean, I guess if they make these mining machines so much more efficient than GPUs that like every coin would just use those, I guess. But that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So... I don't know. Jeff, I just want to play Overwatch. I Yes, I know. And it's not like, oh, so like you see these numbers, $776 million and 3 million graphics cards. You're like, oh, NVIDIA must be loving that. AMD must be so happy. And I don't think so because uh, they're not sure if this is necessarily going to last forever. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but what they know for damn sure is that, you know, if they, if they come up with a new set of graphics cards that are better at, at, uh, at mining something, all those graphics cards from last year are going to get sold on the secondary market and they're going to burn out super fast because they've been running 24 seven mining coins. Uh, so they're going to hit their warranty super fast and NVIDIA and AMD are going to have to be dealing with all those RMAs and all these returns from people who bought one secondhand. And it's just a whole mess. It's a mess. How much do Voodoo twos go for these days? I, right. Where is Voodoo? <laughs> you need them? I do, right. Come on. Yeah, 3D FX. Did they ever make on, a Voodoo three? Maybe it's time. <laughs> I I feel like Voodoo is actually owned by one of those companies. Maybe not. That, that yeah. Texas Instruments. Yeah. yeah, let's get Texas <laughs> Instruments back in that. Um, uh, Metal Gear Survive flops at UK retail. Are you surprised by this? Oh. Yeah, I, I I didn't even like get the details, but I mean, it just feels like Konami sent it out to die. It might be an interesting game. It seems like one of those games that could be revived. Like if if they like gave it support and constant updates, but it's Konami, so they're not going to do that. Yeah, it's like nobody like nobody. Even if it, I don't think it's it's not like awful, but like you know, it's just the whole thing that happened there. It's like no one wants to play a Metal Gear game right now without Kojima involved, right? It's just Mm -hmm. it just it feels weird. It feels weird. It's weird. Yep. It's I mean. The game doesn't suck, but the it, it, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> like the whole situation, yeah, is just kind of, yeah, exactly. It's a bummer, and like you know, you go in there and maybe you have a good time, uh, but it's you're still going to come out of it and just be like, oh, okay, I had a good time, but man, that was weird. And I, I don't know if that's <laughs> you just you just made it sound like you like went into a harem or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You come that's out really like. guilty. Or, oh god, well, not again. Yeah, it's fine, again, but right? I don't know. Like, we did it again. Head. Every time we're in San Francisco, um, <laughs> what? Cheesecake Factory. 
Cheesecake. That's right. The Cheesecake Factory is our hair. What are Stardew Valley waifus going to think? <laughs> uh, no, they don't judge me. That's why I love them so much. Um, let's uh, let's get on to this other game that actually did sell well. Kingdom Come Deliverance uh, took ten days and it sold five hundred thousand units on Steam alone. Um, I, I mean, I, why did games succeed and some fail? Mike, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, this one had it, it was a pretty good time for it to come out. Not just like you know the month, whatever, but. It's kind of been a bit since the last like West like kind of like open world RPG thing like this, right? Like a lot of people are still just playing Skyrim or Witcher Three. Another one of those isn't coming out for a while, um, so I, I, I think that's the kind of thing that that helped that a lot. And I mean, people seem to be enjoying it, right? Like a lot, like I, I know a lot of people. A lot of people have bad things to say about it, but a lot of people have good things to say about it. And a lot of that that seems to be rising to the top more than anything. So. It has buzz. It actually is like the game that I had the most like friends when not text me about like you know about this game. Should I get it? Weird. And I was kind of like huh. I, don't, I don't really know anything about it. But yeah, like for, it somehow it did get a strange amount of buzz. Uh, so however they, I don't know if it was intentional, like some brilliant marketing thing they did or what. But like people knew about it, which is strange for a game with a generic title like Kingdom Come Deliverance. But for real, yeah, um, that's it's actually it's worse than like Dragon Age Origins for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the game's whatever for me. I, I, I want to keep playing it just to kind of see if it changes, if it gets better or more interesting. Uh, but Into the Breach is good and out, and I'm playing that. Right. Um, Mike, tell me about what's going on with PlayStation uh, Plus. Uh, especially, I mean, with the games that are coming out in March, seem like a big deal, but well, it might be the medicine to help you, or the sugar to help the medicine go down. What's well, going on? So, March is pretty great. It's like the, the best month I've seen for this for PlayStation 4 since they've been doing it. It's, I think so. Yeah, Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank, the PlayStation 4 uh, game, like that remake. Uh, so those are like two of the best exclusives for that system. Um, that's fantastic. You don't have those games. Download those right away. Wow. Um, everything else is kind of meh or whatever. Like you get Mighty Number no. 9 also. Cool. <laughs> it's a weird Bomberman ripoff. The, uh, so the other thing they said there was that uh, starting in March 2019, 19, PlayStation 3 and okay. Vita games will no longer be offered as part of PlayStation Plus. And to me, it's like, hmm. you, you know, know what, yeah. 2019, March, like, they're, they're putting it out there very early. They're getting people ready for it, right? Right. So, like, that's 24 games for each of those systems. Right. You couldn't right? buy, yeah. like, a year past, like, right now and be like, whoa, I didn't know PlayStation 3 and Vita games were going to be a part right. of it. Right. And I mean... I don't know. Like, I'm sure I'm not. You know, I'm sure people are still playing PlayStation Three and Vita here and there. But also, come on. No, yeah, I uh, These systems are old. They're, by 2019, like, when did the PlayStation Three release? 2006. That the console's gonna be 13 years old. In right, yeah, and, and it, yeah, God, Jesus Christ, time is a, a, a cruel mistress. Um, right, but. Yeah, like the, like that's twenty four games for each system between now and then, right? Or you know, at twenty four, twenty two, twenty six, whatever. Um, that's I feel like okay, that's the end. <laughs> we, we did all the games. We did all the games that are kind of actually worth it. So yeah, like, what else are they going to offer? I mean, it feels like they're already kind of running out of stuff. Running out of stuff. I mean, I'm sure there are like bigger games they could do, but they're they were never going to, and they're not going to. Like it's. The, I, I, I think it's a little. Go ahead. It's it's a little sadder for the Vita because it's like. <laughs> get another death knell for that thing. But I mean, yeah. we have to kind of just accept it. Like that, that happened. They're not making it for it. And then like the switch has come and become the new, like indie home thing. Really the only thing. And then like the only thing that's really missing now is where are like the weird JRPGs going. And I feel like that's going to be a combination of switch and steam. So 
But uh, yeah, the, the the Vita is just about done, so it probably is done. Yeah, I, you're right. That is kind of um, that is kind of sad because we we knew the Vita was dead, but that is the uh, the end is is in sight. We can see it, and it'll be in the ground forever after that. At, at least in America, I don't. I kind of don't know what's going on in Japan with that. I don't um, think it's a big hit in Japan either. But yeah, know, I mean, I know I, that the who those, knows. Like, those like booby anime games were still coming out on Neptuna, it. Neptuna, so. Hysteria, yeah. Boobia, yeah. whatever. Yeah, bo- Boobia. That's the one. Um, so uh, this, we'll, we'll, I'm just going to do this one pretty quickly. But I, I just this kind of thing I think is indicative of where the game industry is at. Um, this is a blog that kind of blew up on Reddit uh, because it made Reddit mad. Uh, the, the The title of the blog is "How Activision Blizzard Has Become a Safer Stock." Um, and then the subtitle is Blizzard's plan for 2018 and predicted revenue streams heavily rely on the expansion of microtransactions. Um, essentially what they're saying is before microtransactions and loot boxes and live services and all these like steady income streams, um, Activision was very reliant on making sure that next call of duty was a hit. And if that next call, if that next call of duty somehow failed, uh, it would take down all of Activision with it, or at least all of its stock value. Um, and so now investors are saying, Hey, this looks a lot better now, even if the next call of duty did somehow implode, like it just didn't even come out. Something (laughs) terrible happened. Uh, that would suck. It would hurt its stock, but it wouldn't completely destroy it because they still have King and they still have Blizzard just like raking in money from like these, you know, not just wow subscriptions now, but from Hearthstone and all this other stuff. Um, and when it's kind of put like this, it's kind of hard to say, oh, you should go back to the old way of doing things where you are in this volatile place where investors are just like not even sure they want to invest in you. But Dave, uh, but Jeff, aren't they aren't they afired about getting their stickers? The <laughs> oh, no, the stickers. <laughs> You're right. Oh, God, this is going to save us all. The, the stickers is what's going to save us, Mike. Keep those damn in- Michael transactions away from us. Why did I just call you Dave? Um... Super Dave Osborne. I kind of got that vibe going. I think I've always wanted to. Know. Anyhow, what's up? No, let's, let's move on. <sighs> Chrono Trigger released on Steam today. That was not today, but that's the name of this story. Um, <laughs> it's bad, right, Mike? Yeah, it's the it's the mobile ports. Uh, and like a lot of these mobile ports, these of these of basically any retro games are usually pretty weird. Uh, they have like these really ugly like menus that look like you know something you did in RPG Maker. Like, where, like, the font is, like, super crisp and weird. It doesn't match the pixels of the game. There's, like, a weird filter on the game where, like, again, the pixels don't look as crisp as they should. It's not as bad as, like, when they when they did, like, Final Fantasy VI and V, where they just, for some reason, replaced the art with worse art. Like, it's not like they, like, put it in 3D. They just made their game uglier and spent, like, a decent amount of work doing it. Why do they hate their old games, Mike? Well, that's the weird, like... So, like, when they did Final well, Fantasy IX... They're 2D games, anyhow. Yeah, when they did Final Fantasy IX, that was pretty great. That's pretty nice. Well, I mean, Final, Final Fantasy XII is awesome on PC. Yeah, I mean it. It it looks great in 4K. I mean, it, it's a hog on like GPU and CPU, um, but it looks great. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it would be so easy. Just like for culture, just get that like DS version for the most part. Put that on there for the Final Fantasy's like four, five, and six. Just get those Game Boy Advance versions. Adapt them for Steam a little. It's weird that they go to these mobile versions as like, well, put the. And I understand maybe it's easier, but I mean, I guess. But come on, it's just it's just gross. It, I mean, it's like just just do the work and get these games to a point where they will last forever. It's like, uh, I mean, people are 
most people who would want Chrono Trigger, I think, are savvy enough to look at this, see that $15 price tag, and be like, I know what an emulator is, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, like the... Um, and it'll look better! Yeah, and the Super NT just got uh, support with the jailbreak uh, firmware to run ROMs, so now you don't even have to go buy go out and buy it for $120. Like I you did. could just run yeah, and you can just run it on there, and it looks perfect. It looks exactly like it should. Um, you can play it on a 1080p screen uh, over HDMI, and that's what I'm gonna do. Not gonna touch the Steam version. I don't get. I don't get it. Um, it, it, it they're not the only company that is weird about their old games. Um, I'm trying to think. There's like some that like don't like pretend they. Oh, EA. EA like they were. They called Battlefield One Battlefield One, <laughs> and then like there was already a Battlefield One, guys. But like there was really a Battlefront and a Battlefront Two. I mean, those aren't your old games. But like, why do you pretend like old games don't exist yeah. to the point where you're just going to name them the same thing? Um, and they have all these games from their past that they just do not ever acknowledge. I know they're like, oh, let's go forward. We're going to mar- march forward into oh, these new opportunities. Especially but- weird because yeah, like retro gaming is this opportunity you now. Like you know, the the Nintendo uh, Classic Editions of really shown that you think that like Square Enix should have a division right now that just works yes. on like making on releasing very good ports of these games for new platforms or PC or you know whatever it is but uh not so much like they, like every like all these games should have like a treatment like like at least in terms of like emulation quality as good as like that Megman the first Megman Legacy collection right where right I could find that it was maybe a little light on features but like in terms of like just getting those games running on new systems pretty perfectly that that was great right and it, it feels like even like bundling a bunch of those games up giving it to that like that other ocean i think is the company that did it maybe not it, uh it's similar people as people that work at that company did that um mega man port uh the, the mega man bundle and it feels like those games that like that that mega man collection just gets so much hype that it's like it does make more money than selling them individually broken up as shitty mobile versions on steam or whatever so i i guess i don't know the business um, but it feels bad. It feels like bad business because I'm just not excited at all to go out and purchase this, and I'll just go out. It's funny because there was like immediate excitement because it happened. It was like a surprise, like oh my god, Chrono Trigger's on Steam, and then everyone was like, oh. right. I I will say, um, you know, their old game, their their 2D games get treated like shit, but uh, Final Fantasy 15 is coming out on PC soon, and I think they are still trying to promise mod support, and I They're think cr- I will play that with just every stupid be- mod in the world. It's already going to be. It's, you already get a, like Gordon Freeman, not just the outfit, but it's like Gordon Freeman, and you get a weird. It's hilarious. It's incredible. But it's not Macho Man Randy Savage, Mike. That's funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Eventually, Gordon Freeman on a long enough timeline does become Macho Man Randy Savage. You're right. Um, last two stories, uh, new Overwatch hero. Mike, did you get to play her before your yeah, PC died? Yeah, actually, yeah, I did, thankfully. I messed her out there on the PTR bit. Uh, it's impossible to, like, get, like, a sense of, like, how good she's going to ultimately oh, yeah. be. Like, first off, in that short time frame, also, like, everyone's just trying to play as her. Like, really, you're only going to get to play as her if you go in, like, one of these custom games where everybody can be her. But it seems really cool. I always thought, so her name is, oh, gosh, it's like, it, it you it's not Bridget. It's like Brigette or something. They pronounce really? it strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like Torbjorn's daughter and also Reinhardt's like uh, squire. And uh, she's a support character that's kind of a bit tanky, but she's ultimately support heal. So it's, it is like kind of like the one healing archetype that I thought was missing, like the kind of battle right healer, like the cleric mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like she literally has a flail. And it's like a long-range melee weapon, and she just does passive healing to her allies in range when she's hit people with that. 
She also has, like, a short, like, just, like, a little shot that kills people a lot very quickly. Um, she can bring up a shield. It's like a mini Reinhardt shield that basically just covers her. When she's using that, she can do a little, like, a shield bash, and it knocks people back, which is good, because there's places in Overwatch where you can knock people off the level and kill them instantly. She can also, like, send her flail out to knock people away. You can do the same kind of thing. And then her ultimate gives allies in range, like, a bunch of armor, and also uh, speeds them up so they can attack faster. So, it's cool. What I like is the last hero was also support. So it might seem like, oh, two healers right in a row, it's weird. But Overwatch, yeah. had, it has such a problem with supports, like this right. time last and year. It started with three, and like every other category like just balloons so much faster than support that it, it, do, well, it does make some sense. To, to like start it. out, even, I mean, because, you know, there, there's attack and defense as categories, but when you're playing Overwatch, you have a team of six, you get to pick two characters from that are DPS, which is all attack and defense characters, really, and even one of the support characters, almost, Symmetra. So it's, like, this giant pool for those two slots, and then, like, you needed two healers, and you had a choice of, like, three to pick. Right, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so, yeah, I, no, I think that made perfect sense. I, I mean, I guess I understand why people are like, oh, two supports in a row, but no, that... Makes- I mean, I, yeah, I think I think most people are, like, get it, too. Like, most people are happy and excited. And she seems, yeah, she seems really neat and fun, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, so, get to actually play her once I have a computer that works. Brigitte? No, Brigitte, Brigitte or something. It's very strange. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I don't know, I forget. Fair enough, we'll get it. She's Swedish, you see. Right, uh, yeah, I, I do see. Um, finally, last story, Sega, um, they released the the demo for Yakuza 6, and it was the full game download, and it was just, like, locked off, um, but people broke those locks and were able to unlock the entire game, so Sega took it down after finding that out. First off, like, are demos really that effective of a thing anymore, like, a demo? I I honestly don't. Right, and the second, I'd be so terrified to, like... Just be like, well, it's a full game, but we put in a lock. You know, right? People everywhere are going to break that. Like, okay, yeah, I, yeah. It just seems like, oh, have you? Oh, you guys haven't been on the internet before, huh? Yeah, right? it's like, oh, cool. So you learn right. the hard way, but whatever. Um, yeah, that was that's just a bizarre thing all around in every way. Um, but you know, you know, Yakuza is about crime, so do crime. Get the get the demo and do crime, Mike. I think that should be the tagline. <laughs> um, all right. Um, let's, uh, we've been going on for a while, but let's just do this. Let's just do this topic. What were the best games in, in February, Mike? I have mine. Man, uh, I, think I said, I barely, I didn't play any in February. The only one well, I mean, I'll, I'll pick them. I have no problem with that unless you want to well, do this next week. We no, can do it next no, week. No, it doesn't matter because I didn't play in the February. I mean, I played Shadow of the oh, Colossus yeah. so, and I so, still like Shadow of the Colossus. Right, so okay, so here's here are the like so what Shadow of the Colossus there. Yeah, so Shadow of the Colossus, Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, Civ. I wrote Civ Four, Civ Six, Rise and Fall, Into the Breach, Metal Gear Survive, uh, Fee, Fa, 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 Secret of Mana. These are just kind of these are just Secret of Mana. Square Enix once again just being real, just really Secret of Mana. Okay, yeah, Yep. Okay, in chat says Bridge Ata. Says they, yeah, they just wait that. Okay, now I'll, I'll be able to say that every time. Now. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to not forget that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bayonetta 1 and 2, Dragon Quest Builders. Those are just like games that can't, came out before, so that we don't have to really consider them. I just threw them on this list for the hell of it. Well, you go um, ahead, Jeff. As long as you put Shadow of Us somewhere there, I'll be fine. Yes, I think so. We, we did three last month. We'll do three this month. I would, I think I would do Into the Breach, Shadow of the Colossus, 
And I, I'm kind of split between Metal Gear Survive and Kingdom Come Deliverance. I, I do like parts of Metal Gear Sur- Survive. I feel like Kingdom Come Deliverance definitely seems like the more important game, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I have my issues with it, and I'll, I'll get to write. I'll write about sure. this eventually. But um, I do see, I do see the game in there that some people are falling in love with, even if it's not catching me. Um, I, and I wish I would have played Rise and Fall, uh, but I didn't, and Fee, but I didn't, and so yeah. So I think I would probably go Shadow of the Colossus, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and Into the Breach. And then number one is easily Into the Breach. It's just it's just too good. All right, that was that was easy. Yeah, I think we'll I think what we'll do at the, at the end of the year we'll go back and look at all these picks that we made and um and kind of break it down from there. Um, Mike, let's end this podcast so I can like just go lay down. It was a hell of a day. Wait a minute, this, this, was a, this podcast the one we just did. Yeah, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end the podcast. What do you mean? Uh, I thought you said what was what in other this podcast? podcast. I thought you said what was in this podcast. Like I don't know. Oh, we talked no, about video oh, games. No. Yeah, yeah. Let's end <laughs> I'm, not, it. I'm got... not that far gone. I'm right. saying let's end this podcast. Let's end it because I have to pee and ugh, yeah, you tired. got you got to pee. And I, I want to go lay down on the floor. So yes, Mike, tell everyone where they Busy. can find you on the internet. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto. That's T O L K O T O. Uh, I'm always writing for GameSpeed, and I'm also doing the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother. Our new episode that should be going up tomorrow was about Coco and our favorite Pixar movies, so uh, that'll be at ebpodcast.com. Hi. Um, I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. I am Jeffrey Grubb on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Uh, post videos there. And twitch.com, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. I've been, I've been streaming there almost every night now. Uh, it's been fun. American Truck Simulator, a few other things. Check it out there. I mean, there's some people watching there already. But if you're watching on one of the other platforms, come check it out. Come check that out each night. Uh, I'll try to entertain you a little bit. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, maybe, for not feeling lazy. Uh, and, and we'll see how it goes. All right. Have a good one until then. Bye. Bye. There was a Voodoo 3. There was a Voodoo 5. Man, I want, I want a Voodoo 5. I want to build an old PC and, like, put Windows 95 on it. Huh.